Welcome to the What the Elwood podcast, the podcast that's all about Longwood athletics. The goal is to bring Longwood and its stories closer to you straight from the source. I'm your host, Sam Hovian, and we're talking basketball today with women's basketball coach Rebecca Tillett. Their season opens in one week. Hard to believe, but basketball is here. Let's get into it. Thanks so much for your time, Coach Tillett. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's crazy to believe, but the season is pretty much here. It is here. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day, this might be the toughest two-week stretch uh, in college basketball. And it's because everyone's just so ready to play. You just want to play an opponent. And while we have scrimmages, it's, it's not the same as putting on the uniform and getting out there. Well, and you guys use scrimmages as a chance to kind of simulate this is what it's like to get into a game. Yes. You know, I always say they're practices. And the team will joke back with us like, oh, this is a this is a practice. Yes, this is a practice for the game. Everything is a practice for the game. So even, you know, coming out of timeouts, running two timeouts, you know, we teach at that level of what is the expectation because all those things will hopefully lead us to be really successful. Well, and you guys have so many returners. They already somewhat know the drill. Does that help? It helps a lot. You know, it helps everywhere. I think it's harder to be a newcomer this year than any other year because we have eight returners. And so they just know how it goes. And then you have six women trying to figure it all out. So I think sometimes for us as coaches, we have to remember we still need to teach at the level that everyone needs to be taught and at the same time challenge those returners because they're raring to go. You've, let's dive into those scrimmages specifically. I know you have a couple. You've played yourself once. you play played some other teams. What have you seen from the team as a whole? What's got you excited? What has me excited is our depth. I mean, you know, we have just so much in terms of at every position, a woman that can come in the game. And in every coach, in every program you talk about, you want that, right? It's actually pressure on us as coaches because you get them in and you want to keep them in. They're doing great things. And you know there's another woman that you either need to get back in or is ready to go next. Um, so I think that's a luxury that we're going to have that we have not had yet. So it's a new challenge for us and a really positive challenge in terms of our depth. How do you approach that as a staff? You know, as a staff, we actually did uh, an exercise where, you know, there's only 200 minutes in a game, right? And I actually did it myself without the staff and kind of went there. And we told the team we did this, right? We're really transparent um, as a program. And uh, I put down my wish list of time for everybody. If I, you know, where, what have they earned so far in practices? And then I made the staff do it. And the staff was lockstep with me. That's, that's really cool as a leader to look around and say, okay, the staff's seeing the same thing that I'm seeing. And it was way over, Sam. So, you know, again, good, good challenge for all of us. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things our team is really trying to adopt is play as hard as you can for the minute you're in. Um, because that's going to vary game to game with how deep we are. And, you know, the women have said, let's let's play who's hot, who's who's got the hot hand that night or the hot defensive mentality that night. And let's run with them as a team. And if everyone believes that and is supportive of that, then it should be a really special season. One of the things that's unique about a scrimmage is you get the opportunity to play somebody who's not your own team because it looks very different sometimes when you play. Hey, that's my teammate, but I'm playing them. So I have a different mentality than. I've never played this person before. I don't know their tendencies because I didn't practice against them yesterday. So what are some things that maybe that has shown you like, oh, this is something we either didn't anticipate or we still know this is a good area to grow in? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, once you get that opponent, that's when the team really starts to believe what's happening around them. 
Because when you're playing against yourselves, like you said, there's that comfort level. There's that predictability of what someone may or may not be able to do. And then you get an opponent and you only watch a certain amount of film on them and you read a certain amount of information on them and then you need to be able to execute that game plan. So I think for us to learn how important executing a game plan will be, that already showed up in one of our scrimmages against another opponent. We got into an end-of-game situation against an opponent in a scrimmage, which is great because you want to have that heavy feeling of, wow, whatever we do on this play is going to dictate the final outcome of the game, even though all the other plays mattered. The pressure's on this play. Um, so we got that experience as well. So I think we're learning a lot in those terms. I think for coaches, we, we run this challenge of can we get everything in in order that get good film on it, get good stuff on it, but you, don't also, you also want to get everything good. <laughs> so balancing can I get it all in, well, also are we good at anything yet and what are we good at? So I think we're in that phase right now where there's still a good amount we'd like to get in, but we want to be good at the stuff we have in so far. Who has stood out? We'll start with the returners. Who stood out so far with their play through the scrimmages in fall ball? Yeah, I think, goodness, I mean, all the returners, to be honest. Um, but, you know, you start with, obviously, Tradesia, Dede's ability to lead at the point guard position, and then Kyla's ability to score it, and, and a real renewed focus on how she can help our entire team be better defensively. That's been really fun to watch her in this season. Uh, yesterday, I remember a play distinctly in practice where she's diving on the floor in a play just to get that mix-up and the, the toughness that we want from our program. Uh, Akila has spent countless hours improving what was already a really, really impressive game. Uh, so I think for people to see her growth over the four years, and she's going to take it up another notch now. Um, so I think those three obviously come to mind first, but then we've got great depth behind them in our returners. Uh, so looking forward to seeing what Brooke can do again for us. Um, healthy, you know, she had a season that was riddled with injuries last year. Anne's obviously got high level of talent um, on our team. Adriana's back. Me Lou's really playing like a senior, which is always exciting. I think you'll see some new things from Hannah this year, Hannah Osaro. So excited about her time. Um, and I'm counting in my head, did I, did I get all of our returners? Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about the progress that they're making. So actually, you mentioning Hannah, that was one of the players I was curious about because the potential athleticism, it seemed like it's always been there, but sometimes that step into college, that's a really big step. It is a really big step. And, you know, they've got to make that step in everything, in college basketball, in athletics, in living on your own, I mean, in the classroom, and living on your own, and managing relationships. So I think sometimes women take this big step their sophomore year because they go through those challenges, and I think Hannah has a chance to do that this year. What about the newcomers? I know you've got six, and you love the – you and I have talked not just today, but plenty of times other times you're like, they're really good players. <laughs> I love them. You know, it's funny. There's a couple times, you know, as a coach, you always want to create camaraderie and competition, and you've got to have the balance of both, right? They've got to love each other and be great teammates, and you also want them to compete every day to get better and challenge each other to get better. So you look at bringing in Bree Johns um, as a transfer and Jesse as a transfer. And they just, they have Division I college experience. So they walk in the door and they, they know how practices run. They know what expectations are. Now, of course, they have to learn our culture and how we run plays and all of that. But I think they both walked in like, okay, I'm going to show you guys I'm a good player too, right? And we've even had conversations like this is a year to walk into our team where there is deep talent and there is deep success. And we brought them in to go another level, right? Like going from 11th to 8th to 3rd 
is a feat, right? Going from three to one is harder. And that's what we all believe. And so to do that, you got to keep elevating your talent and the people in the room. And then the freshmen. So this freshman group, they're very talented, (laughs) very talented. And sometimes it's so fun because they don't even realize like, oh, was I supposed to be worked up about that drill? I I just was going as hard as I can. Um, So we've had some fun moments like that. Um, it's, It's probably the smoothest assimilation that I've seen in my career between returners and newcomers. And as coaches, we lose sleep at night, you know, like, is this going to work? Is this going to be good for our chemistry? And um, they, it's been a really smooth assimilation. So you've been sleeping a little easier. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, if I start thinking about how are we going to elevate our D, maybe I'll stay awake a couple, you know, extra hours. But no, I mean, I'm really excited about this group. You, you mentioned those freshmen. I think you're in a, everybody's in a unique situation of having players return that they did not expect thanks to COVID. Well, not thanks to, due to COVID. However you want to phrase that. It's it's a blessing for you guys, though, because you get a player like Tredasia Smith back, you know, and then you have people like Akilah Smith get to grow into leadership roles with some players underneath them who you're like, you can see their future because they're still playing with those players. Yes. I think it is such a unique challenge. I mean, nobody thought leading in, you know, early 2020 that we'd get to have Day Day back, right? Like it wasn't even a possibility. And then it becomes a possibility. And then we have that possibility now for three more years with all of our current student athletes potentially exercising their COVID year. So it definitely has changed the landscape of both recruiting and even dynamics within the team. So great point by you, Sam, in that. And I think for us, yeah, we're just celebrating the benefits of that. You know, there's times that it with Data, it feels like she's a coach, right? She already has that point guard mentality and that you know, obviously, you know, really talented mind for the game. Well, she's been here a while now and she's finished college. So it does feel like it's having another coach on staff, yet we still send her out there to, to compete. Um, so there's definitely been some positives to that. And then Akila and Dede are roommates. So for them to have another year together is really cool. Who's, who's Dede's understudy? Ken. So Ken Calhoun. Uh, it's so interesting because we all believed in the recruiting process and then it's up to the student athlete to prove it. But we all believe that Ken would walk in the door and make an immediate impact. And she is, and she will. Uh, she, of course, has to prove it to everybody else, but she's proving it to us every single day in practice. And, you know, that dynamic could have been a challenge, right? Because we're bringing in Ken. Obviously, we've recruited her to come in and lead our team. And, you know, you, you have to prove that when you get here. And then we have to make that call to Ken in the spring and say, hey, Ken, by the way, Day-Day's going to stay, right? So that could be a challenge. And I'm sure in some programs across the country, it is a challenge. The way the two of them have handled this is incredible. Um, and it really is like a mentor and an apprentice. And um, it's, it's going to be a special relationship, I think, throughout the entire year. And our team is going to be better for having both of them on the floor. What Ken brings defensively is different than anything we've had. Um, and yeah, can't wait to, for everybody to see it. <laughs> well, you guys have a difficult non-conference schedule. That's no secret. That's part of your plan for how you structure your year. What, what do you guys kind of, as we start to wind this down, what do you guys build towards, you know, your scrimmages into your non-conference and into conference play? I think as we look at this year, and it, it is a non, you know, challenging non-conference schedule. We know that, and it's going to be. Our team knows that. 
I think as a coach, your goal, you know, you have a couple goals looking at your non-conference schedule. You want to get as much variety as you can, at least we do, because then when we get to the Big South, hopefully we've seen almost everything we need to see and have faced it and have film on it and can practice against it and learn lessons from it. Uh, if you're going to play a schedule like the one we've created, then you got to do it with this type of team, right? A veteran, deep, talented team that can look at those games that may be a 50-50 game, right, against another team. You know, Drexel was picked really high in their league, as were we. So you look at that game and you're like, but what are, what are we going to get from that game? And is what we're going to get from that game going to help us with the Big South? And we believe it will. And I think our team proved that even last year in our non-conference that got shortened due to COVID, only get five games. We didn't perform as well as we wanted in the non-conference, but our mentality about it stayed really positive and took the learning lessons from it, and then we're able to apply that in the Big South Conference play. So I think that'll be critical to how we approach it. Should be a lot of fun. I guess, What's do you still get nervous before the first game? You know, I do. I, it's, it's a different kind of feeling. You just want, I think, the more experienced I get, right, <laughs> the nice way to say it, uh, you just root for them. You just root for them, your women, to do what you know they're capable of doing and show it and share it with everybody else. I will say, you know, we played most of last year without fans, just a couple fans at the end of the season, um, and that our very first scrimmage this year, our men's team came, which was good because we needed that little bit of outside pressure of people watching your performance uh, before we hit our first game up at Maryland, which will probably have a lot of fans on their education day. Um, so, yeah, I think there'll be some unique challenges to this year. But, yeah, I get a little nervous because I, I want them to have a great experience. Last question for you. What can fans expect from your team this year? What can they, when they come and watch this Coach Tillett version 4.0 now, <laughs> what are they going to see? I think they're going to see a really happy and excited coach. Uh, but that's not the important part. The players – I just think you're going to see a group of women that literally play for each other and root for each other. And, and we had so much of that last year, and you could only see it on camera. And I think you're going to be able to feel it when you're in the gym with us or at an opposing site with us. They're going to get after it. They're going to get on the floor. They're going to love each other. They're going to make big, big plays that get you excited and, and get you involved in the game. And they're going to they're gonna show the joy that I think they're known for. Um, and they'll be tough. They'll be tough. If we get down, don't ever count us out because we will come back. We will come back. Thanks so much for your time, Coach. We're looking forward to the season. Thank you, Sam. Can't wait. Don't forget the women's basketball team opens their season in one week at Maryland on Tuesday, November 9th, before playing in their home opener on Friday, November 12th. See the full schedule at longwoodlancers.com. You can always check out the latest episodes of the podcast on Google Music, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Or you can find it at longwoodlanchers.com in the Fan Zone section under podcasts. If you want Longwood Athletics videos, subscribe to Longwood U Lancers on YouTube. Of course, Longwood Athletics is verified on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on the What the Elwood podcast.